I want um, I want to encourage you. We were supposed to end the Brother James series this Sunday originally. Um, we ended it two weeks ago, and and we had a, a generous and blessed message last week to prepare us for Highlight the City Week. And um, would you know that when God establishes a thing, He he, he just doesn't let you get away from it. So today, uh, we're going to be coming from the book of James, <laughs> and it'll be chapter 1. And then how about next Sunday? Hi, my name is Stuart. That's going to be a fun series. And that series is all about growing what you've been given. And I think we're asking for a lot, but we're not, we're not tending to what we already have. And um, so it's kind of hard to get uh, what you want when you're not taking care of what you already have. So... We're going to talk about time management. We're going to talk about uh, uh, financial stewardship and very practical series. Let's go. Today is going to be great. Let's dive into James chapter 1. We'll start at verse 2. And I got, I got three verses at the top. And then we're going to get into some thoughts, a lot of thoughts today as I was preparing. God was just sharing thoughts. And I'm like, well, this is, this is how we're going to go about it. All right. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles troubles of any kind come your way consider it an opportunity for great joy when when troubles are coming your way James says consider it an opportunity for great joy he says for you know that when your faith is tested your endurance has a chance to grow so let it grow don't don't try to don't try to um shortcut hard times because you're only going to create more (laughs) hard times don't try to disobey the lord because sin leads to sickness and sin leads to to more hard times he's saying don't don't let it let your endurance grow for when your endurance is fully developed you will be perfect which means mature not sinless not jesus jr but mature and complete needing nothing all right, so, so when troubles, someone say troubles. troubles, troubles, so troubles of any kind. And so as I was studying this week, um, I, I wrote down a few, a few things I know about people who I'm currently um, just journeying through life with. And uh, let's qualify some troubles, okay, if you're taking notes. Uh, one thing is unhealthy relationships, troubles, troubles. Maybe it started out good. Maybe the friendship started out good, but, but now it's... It's counterintuitive to your peace. It's counterintuitive to your joy, to your growth. It's now it's a troubling relationship. Um, declining health troubles. You got, you got the doctor's report. It's troubles. Financial struggles. You, uh, you saved up thousands of dollars, and one thing, one, one circumstance hit, hit your life, and all that money is gone because it has to go to that. Well, I want to encourage you. That's the reason you saved it, so that, so that you can't take, take care of that. It's called an emergency fund. Um, loss. Loss of a job. Loss of an opportunity. Loss of a loved one. Troubles. Um, troubles. Uh, work. Your work situation. Your, it's, it's an unhealthy environment. You're not getting along with, with your coworkers. You're not getting along with your Supervisors, it's a lot of work, a lot of projects coming, coming all at once. Your living situation, maybe you and your siblings, you and your parents, uh, your roommates, you're not getting along. It's just not happening. Maybe you're with a roommate and the rent is always late because they're always late. 
and they always need some extra time. But, but troubles, troubles in the word, trouble uh, um, that, that James uses here means an unsettling. When you're troubled, you're agitated. Um, even deeper, there's an emotional uproar within. Y- you walk kind of like it's cool. But within, it's, yeah. you're angry. Yeah. And, and, and anything can, can, can just cause you to pop off. There's, there's an emotional uproar within. And this is the thing that James is trying to get at as we get deeper into the thought. Go ahead and write this down. Troubles have the power to cause us to quit. Don't underestimate your troubles. They have the power to cause you to quit. And, 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 and you know, I know we can take one at a time, right? Like, we can take a trouble per week. It's like, I can deal with that. You know, I, I can deal with that one. And if that's the only trouble for the next seven days, we can overcome it. We, we can figure it out. But it's different now, y'all. This is a whole different ballgame. I don't know what's going on out there, but this is a whole different ballgame. A trouble hits at 8 a.m., then a new trouble comes in at noon, then a new one comes in at 2 p.m., then a new one comes in right before bed. And so now you're taking all four to sleep with you. It's, it's just different. They're, they're stacking up. And so when too many troubles come too soon, they have the power to cause you, cause you to quit. And so what, what, is, what is quitting? The word, the word quit means to, here it is, you, you know this, to stop. Or, or to leave permanently. To stop or to leave permanently. And, and so God, like I said, it, you know, we're not working through the book of James. This is just practical. I'm at my desk on Thursday and the Lord's just like, write this down. Write this down. Write this down. He taught me that, number one, there's an inner quit. There's an inner quit. Go ahead and write that down. An inner quit. An inner stopping or inner ceasing is when you just don't want to think about it anymore. I'm done, I'm done processing. I'm done having hope. I just, and, and that kind of spirit, that kind of mindset, what it does is it wants to sweep the trouble under the rug. It wants to sweep the next one under the rug. It wants to sweep the next one under the rug. And there's a hope when you have an inner quit, there's a hope that it just disappears. But, but the rug is somehow rising underneath, and it's showing that there's something there that needs to be addressed. It's like um, debt. You know, like when, when you have debt and, and the debt collector calls, and you hit decline, and you hit decline, and you hit decline, and you've been hitting decline for five years. And what you're hoping, because you've quit, <clears throat> what you're hoping is that, is that debt's just going to disappear. And so now you got your, your political, your presidential candidate, and you're like, I thought he was going to wipe away school debt. No, he lied. Politicians lie. You got to pay that back. But there's an inner quit. Then there's the outer quit. Someone say outer quit. Outer quit is when um, you're lethargic. There's no passion. You're getting up. You're getting dressed. You're going to work. Um, You're getting the kids dressed. You're getting them to school. But there's no fire. You're operating. But you've quit. You've quit. 
you, you come to church because you have to. You put on the superhero shirt because you don't want to. Pastor's going to come say hello with a smile, and he always happy. I ain't happy today. I want to serve. I'm here because I don't want to let him down. Wow. There's no fire. You've quit. And it's more come to find out. There's always first an inner quit, then an outer quit. You quit on the inside before you quit on the outside. For as a man thinks, so is he. So, so quitting is a, is a mentality. And your troubles have the power to cause you to quit. And there's something dangerous about that inner quit. Because when it, you think you're moving forward. You think you're overcoming, but, but you're not putting your best foot forward. And, and if too much of that piles up in your life, you're going to put about 10 years of that in. And you're going to say, why don't I seem to be moving forward? But because really, you're not operating in the God-giving anointing and power that he's given you. You're just kind of taking it one day at a time, and really, you've quit. I want to give you a few thoughts on quitting. Y'all okay? Yeah. Just, just thought bombs. All right, here it is. Number one, quitting is always easier. It's always easier. Parenthetical insert at the end, not better. It's always easier. (laughs) You got to watch easy. Easy pays a low wage. It it gives low low rewards. Number two. On quitting, here it is. Don't trust your feelings. Don't trust them. Don't worship them. Don't trust your feelings. Don't, don't, because you can be on a mountaintop. Y'all know this. We all, you can be on a mountaintop one day. Something, trouble comes in. Your feelings will take you to a valley low. The, The problem with that is that your feelings will nurture the, you in the valley. And, and your feelings will say, get comfortable right here. Because you try, you climbed that mountain, you got there, and then the bad news came, the trouble came. And so th- this, this is easy. Th- this is where you need to stay. This is where you're safe. Don't, don't trust your feelings. Your, your feelings are a thermometer. They're more of an indicator that something is wrong. But I'm not going to get supreme counsel from my feelings. What I need to do when something's, when it's too hot or when it's too cold, I need to adjust. I need to say, okay, I'm going to lean into this. I may rest for a day or two, but I need to adjust my approach. Come on, put your hands together. Is this good? Don't trust your feelings. Don't do it. Don't do it. Jesus said this here, Matthew 26, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. And he's not talking about the temptation to to do crazy black and white sins. He's talking about quitting. And he says this here, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh wants to keep you in mess. The spirit wants to get up and move on. That's the word of the Lord right there. Don't, Don't trust your feelings. See, and a lot of people, because they don't know the difference between discernment, and feelings. See, discernment is a spiritual gift. 
discernment, discernment, wait, wait. Discernment is the Lord teaching you what to do. Your feelings is, I don't feel like it. I don't want this pain anymore. But in a broken world, no matter how good you are, you're going to experience pain. So I don't need to lean into my feelings. I need to lean into the discernment of the Lord in, in this season. Number three, quitting always leads to regret. Always. There's a quitting spirit in society right now. And it is thick. It's a thick old spirit that is, is haunting our generation. It is haunting our generation. But it always leads to regret. Now, I want to I set you free here. Quit anything unhealthy. An abusive relationship, quit it. Quit it. Quit, quit, quit. An abusive work environment is bad for your spirit. It's bad for your mind. Quit it. But if it is the God thing, if, it's God, if God called you to it, I've been in this now long enough to know. Yeah, um, I've been pastoring almost 10 years. Highlight's going to be going on five. I've been in this long enough to know people come. They give their lives to Christ. They get on fire at the church, and I want to be here, and I want to follow the Lord, and I'm on fire, and blah, 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 but I know long enough. If the right circumstance hits, or if they get what they want from God, they lean back into them feelings. When it becomes too hard, or when God finally answers that prayer, give them that husband, give them that baby, give them that spouse. You know what I mean? It's, it's the feeling. And let me tell you something about the God thing. I was telling my wife last night, whether you're here or not, the God thing moves forward. The God thing gets stronger. The God thing grows. The God thing gets better. The God thing has fun. It wins. And when you're in the middle of the God thing and you pull yourself out, because you were serving too much or this or this or that. When you pull and, and you assess your life and you look at the God thing, you're going to wonder, why did I ever make that decision? It, quitting will always lead to regret. Always. Ask Moses' generation. They quit on God. They quit on God. Joshua and Caleb, I ain't quitting. I ain't quitting. I was a slave. We... We got we got places to go. It always lead to regret. Mm. And in terms of relationships, it's crazy in them streets. Man, it's crazy out there. They ain't nothing nice. Ain't nothing out there. Personally, nothing out there for your boy. Not, not, nothing out there. Everything I need is right here on this second. Right here. Everything I need. We argue. We throw pillows. We do all that. But we go work it out. It's right here. I can't keep up out there. Not no more. Your boy's getting old. Older. I just can't. I ain't quitting it. The blessing is, is at home. So, so James proposes something. Here it is. James says, consider it. 
Instead of quitting, consider. This is the definition in the Greek. The word consider means to stop and process all the ways forward. When troubles of any kind come your way, take a day off, stay at home, Netflix and chill. But eventually you need to really face it. Face it. It's there. It's going to pile up. Face it. And consider all the ways forward. Actually, when you go a deeper dive into this word, such a powerful word he uses. It means to literally make a list of all the potential solutions. Put, put, put in that work. Make a list because there's an answer to every problem. No, let me encourage you. There's an answer to, to every problem. There, there, there's an overcoming of every obstacle. There's a, there's a triumph for every trial. So James says, stop. Use an hour and get, get a pen, get a paper, and start writing out the eight things, the eight good outcomes of this situation. And, and so th- this, this, this is it because this is the idea. You can quit or you can, you, you, you can quit or this is the thing, or you can grow. In anything in life. I don't have a specific thing we're talking about today. We're just going to do a broad stroke. You can quit. Or you can grow. You can entertain the option to quit. Or you can perceive the option to quit as an opportunity to grow. So, hold on, hold on. I was telling the staff. I I took my whiteboard out. And I wrote some things down. Let's do this real quick, child. Bring, bring the whiteboard up real quick. Um, 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 Sam, give him a hand up on the stage. Someone lying about my preaching clock. I got more time than that. I'm doing good. All right, pull it on up. And then I'm going to have a stick it down. All right. Welcome to uh, our Wednesday um, 2HQs. So um, you guys are unpaid staff. Um <clears throat> Let's keep growing the church. Anyway, so, so I, I was telling them, I wasn't ready for this. Quit or grow. Here it is. So if you're having issues here, if you're having issues here, She may need a hairdo, but she'll be all right. She a little sad. I'm one eye. Oh, Lord. Well, you see her face. There's a reason he got one eye. If you got, if you got, I don't have enough time in the day or my relationship or my money, you, you got two options. And, and this is where the, the inner quit and the inner quit 
But you, you can either learn to put God first, start tithing consistently, and get on a budget. Um, you can become numb, um, disingenuous. Um, you cannot pursue. You can quit. Or you can grow in your communication. Have the honest talks. Be willing to adjust based upon what your partner wants. And if you're single, you're with Christ. You're married to him. So you can be willing to adjust to what he wants you to do so that one day you can be blessed with the kind of marriage that he's promised you. Or you can have an inner quit with Jesus if you're single, and you can keep entertaining knuckleheads and running into the same trap. Let me set my women free. Stop running after men. Men should run after you. Because you might catch something. And I ain't talking about, I'm talking about. Um, broad strokes today. You take it home. Okay. Yeah, like, so the idea is like, I never have enough time. I got a solution. Um, Start serving and register for a highlight leadership. Because you can grow in your time management. It's, I, um, anything in life, I can quit or I can grow. I can quit or I can grow. I can, I can grow older and bitter and be regretful because I quit. Or I can do the hard work, work for what I prayed for. That's the whole point by itself. Or I can grow. First point today is probably already up there. I can quit or I can grow. I got more notes under point number one. I can quit or I can grow. This is what thus saith the Lord to you in this season. You can quit or you can grow. Sam and uh, Chow, can you take this down, please? Let's give them a hand clap. Thank you all so much. Got it. All right. All right. Good, good, good. Number two. Y'all ready? All right, here it is. God allows trials to mature our thinking. It, it, it used to be A, B, C leads to the solution. Now we're living in a time where, especially the climate of complexities right now, 
the, the complexities. And really, it, it's, the battle is in the spiritual realm. I don't want to get too deep or take too much time here, but you know it because of the, um, um, you can go out. You got to stay in. You can take off your mask. Got to put it back on. You're 90% protected if you get the vaccine. You're going to die if you get it. The symptoms are worse. There's treatment. For God is not the author of confusion, so who is? But hold on, hold on. I know y'all want to get hyped on, get on the devil's head about that. He is doing whatever he's doing. But there's a complexity on a whole different level right now. And so God allows it to mature our consideration, our processing, right? It's not just a one-stop, one-stop shop solution anymore. God is calling you in this season to do the groundwork for your freedom. And so now you got to pray like you've never prayed. you got to worship like you've never worshipped. you got, you got to make not just one phone call, but now they're sending you to the next department, and they're sending you to the next company, and they're sending you to the next doctor. And you got to set some time aside to make the phone calls, to get the counseling, to make the decisions. You have to, you got, come on now, come on, come on, come on, come on. And, and he does it. He does it to mature your thinking because you got big dreams, but small thinking cannot support a big dream. So I got to I got to put you in a trial and, 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 and cause you to grow up. So now you got to be creative and patient. You got to put in the work for a year and wait for three years. Quit or grow. God allows trials to mature our thinking. If he doesn't mature your thinking, your automated response is going to be, I quit. I made that one phone call. I I, I applied and I called. They didn't call me back. I'm not applying anymore. And then when you finally do get a job, you just glad to be here. It's because you already quit. I always ask people, Pastor, I'm praying for a job, and, uh, and I applied, and all right, good. You, you, did you call? Well, I'll call next week. The quitting's already set in. When your pastor asks you, did you call, that means call today. That don't mean get back to me. That means call today. Call the next day. Call the next day. Call the next day. Call the next day. He does it to mature our thinking. Mm. Uh oh, number three. Y'all ready? Sometimes it's not the trial, it's my lifestyle. True that, mama. Say this with me My spirit, my soul, my body, my responsibility. James is saying, I know you're a Christian. I know you love Jesus. He loves you back. But let me tell you something. You being a Christian is a magnet for troubles. (laughs) Can I help you, please? (laughs) Can I just... You're not protected from any of them at any time. You're a magnet. You attract trouble. So that's why James says, when trouble, when, not if, when troubles of any kind come your way, 
the, the focus isn't the weight of the trial or the trouble. It's my spirit, my soul, my body, my responsibility. Uh, here it is. A heavy trial will crush a poor diet. A heavy trial will crush a poor exercise regimen. A heavy trial will crush bad and poor quality quiet time with the Lord. It'll crush it. It's not the trial. It's not the responsibilities piling on. It's a lifestyle sometimes. It's, it's a lifestyle. A heavy trial will crush a weak lifestyle. And a healthy lifestyle positions you to overcome. Yes. I, 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 I know it for a fact. We were on a roll. We were on a roll working out real well. And, and it, was, it was in a season, thank God, when we, were, when we were in shape and we were working out and we were eating well. It was, it, was, it was in a season when we were doing so well and we're getting back on track. But it was, it was in that season when the fire happened. And I, I kid you not, I, I promise you, that lightened it up. Because we felt like we could overcome anything. Yeah, the house is burning, but, man, I feel energetic. The flood just happened, but, man, I feel good today. You know, and, and it, it, a lot of times it's your lifestyle. It's not the trial. It's not the demand. It's, it's not what God is putting on you because it is God putting it on you. I need to take you to Deuteronomy 8 where the, where the Lord uh, said um, um, for all these 40 years because he, he released the children of Israel from Egypt. They went through the wilderness. They were heading to the promised land. And in Deuteronomy 8, God said, I put you through all these things. Stop blaming it on the devil. We give the devil too much credit. He a punk. He don't got that much influence over your life. It is God. You were laughing last night about it, babe. She would say, oh, my God, a flood and a fire all in one week. And I said, look, that is no coincidence. We have to understand the weight that we've been called to carry in relation to the vision that God has given us. It's not going to be easy for us. So with that, our lifestyle has to support the weight that God is going to put on us because he has to prove within us that we're strong enough to carry the influence that he has on our lives. <clears throat> and it was about a month before the fire happened. We were working out in our basement and the Lord told me, I just downloaded the next 20 years into your soul. It's not the trial. It's your sleeping habits. I'm going to move on. Number four, check your inner circle. Because settling is the new normal. Literally, I, I, I had it take inventory. Make a list of, of all your friends. I mean, put them down. William. Joe, Colin, and next to it, I'm trying to miss y'all because too many of y'all, y'all think I'm talking about you, so I'm trying to make up <laughs> names. Got to grow past that sensitivity. Um, you need to put next to him, complainer. Gossiper. She should be named Nancy because she's negative. 
you need to take inventory. Because you got two primary spiritual floodgates that, that enter into your soul. It's the eyes, it's what you see of people, and it's what you hear from them. And if you're surrounded by complaining and fear and, and negativity and stay in the house, and if, you, if, if every time you go over to their house, they have on CNN, it's an indicator. That's an in, you need to, let me write you down in my little notebook. And you need to say, bruh, sis, I'll see you for Christmas. I'll see you for Thanksgiving. You can come to church on Easter. But we can't do this anymore. But, but because it's, it'll get into your, why y'all, why y'all think we can't find any workers in America right now? Why do you think, man, we were just in South Carolina, couldn't find somebody to pop a donut into the oven at Krispy Kreme. Like it, people are taking off work right now because they'd rather stay home and say, why should I go to work when I can make maybe $200 less just sitting on my butt? Let me tell you something. That's the spirit of a quitter. You don't want the government to take care of you. If you, oh, I don't got no love today. That's what's wrong right now. We got to build our lives on values, on conviction, on truth. Jesus got up every day and he went to work. And when you're a Christian, you get your butt up. If you able, you get up and you get to work and you work hard and you glorify God. He got up every day. Give me my blanket, Pastor Child, on my couch. I'm going to show you the spirit of a quitter. I believe in Jesus. I believe in miracles. All right. Okay. You'd rather get paid for not working. Okay. When the word says someone who does not work does not eat. So that's my conviction. Don't give me nothing for free if I can go get it. I forgot my pillow. You got to make me comfortable. I'm a quitter. Wow. I'm a quitter. Hey, oh, yeah. Oh, give it up, y'all, for peace. Soup. Yeah, I'm healthy and I'm able, but you know, wow. the government's sending me. I'm talking about quitters. I ain't talking about y'all who work, and we talking about quitters, like people who can. But this is literally the posture of their spirit. Oh yeah, we need lockdowns, and we need to not do it. No, what you just don't want to work. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We ain't gonna get many claps. It's okay. Ah. Oh. Oh, when it's perfectly safe outside, when we can breathe in the public again. If this is good, put your hands together again. Don't be afraid of who's sitting in your row looking at you. If this is your inner circle, this, this is the posture that they're working in your spirit. And God cannot bless this.
Mm. I'm about to fall asleep for real. Sorry. <laughs> Man, I'm just. First Corinthians 15:33 says this. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. What he's saying is, is William and the rest of them, the word corrupts there in the Greek means to rotten. William will rotten your value system. You were raised on loyalty and hard work. Christian or not, excellence, morals, the things that God uses to bless you. But when you're around people like that, they corrupt you from the inside out. And so you got to take inventory. Number five, y'all ready? Here it is, real quick. No trials, no growth. No growth, no progress. No progress, no fulfillment. No trials, no growth. No growth, no progress. No progress, no fulfillment. Start at the beginning and jump to the end. No trials, no fulfillment. There's a, there's a story in the Bible of a man named Jacob. His, word, his name literally means trickster or swindler. And it was, his, it was his heart. It was his desire to no longer be named or called trickster, swindler. That's, that's the thing that was going to fill his heart had he gotten a new name. And so one day he sent his family, he had a big old family, sent his family uh, before him, and he was crossing over. And the Bible says that, that God met him. And we don't know if this is Christ or an angel, but, but this was the presence of God in human form met him. And they wrestled all night. They, who is they? Jacob and God wrestled all night. And, and God's like, all right, I'm tired. That's enough. He has him in a, he has him in a headlock and, and Jacob's not letting him go. Right. He's like, all right, that's, that's enough, Jacob. Um, let me go. And Jacob said, I won't let you go. Until you bless me. I, I, I won't let you go until you bless me. So you know God. You're never really, really winning. He letting you win. You know what I mean? He had a quick move on him and dislocated his hip. You know, and so, bam. And so, oh, okay. And he let him go. He's like, all right, God. <laughs> all right. And, and while, while he's on his dislocated hip, God says, your name is no longer Jacob. Trials, fulfillment. Trials, fulfillment. Trials grow. He said, your name is no longer Jacob. And you, you can see, if you read it like I do, the, the, the pain got to kind of go from pain to joy. Like, what? Your name is no longer Jacob. For you have, here it is, wrestled. With God and men. And you have won. And now your name shall be called Israel. That word. No trials, 
no growth, no progress. Israel means God strives. Or even the more, it means perseverance. There's something right now you're tempted to quit. And you've got bad advice from somebody. And God has not called you to quit. Because the essence of the character of God is for you to persevere until you get the thing you want. No trials, no growth, no growth, no progress. No progress, no fulfillment. Your fulfillment is a product of your growth. Can you hold on just a little bit longer? Number six, come on, close me out, Jason. God gives grace for growth. God gives grace for growth. There is no grace for this. He does not grace quitting. He'll grace some days of rest. But he does not bless quitting. Read your gospels. He would call people to follow him, and people would quit. And Jesus would keep going. And you know, he he say, you know, um, follow me, give everything you have, and follow me. Be like, well, let me go check on my dad, dad my dead daddy. It's like, let the dead bury the dead. There's there's no patience for this. And the way in the way our country is going. There's no grace for that. There's no blessing on this. There's no strengthening in this. What you just did all week, highlight the city week, that was, and I know you had some trials. I know you had some troubles. I know you had some tribulations. But, but you, were, you were choosing to grow as, as you did it. And there's grace for that. Let's read Paul, the greatest preacher to ever live. Then we're going to get on out of here. The greatest preacher. He went across the the world for Christ. Millions of people came to Jesus. And and, and he writes on this. He says in 2 Corinthians 11, 23, Are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman, but I've served him far more. I've worked. Someone say worked. Harder. Been put in prison more often. Been whipped times without number. Faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I've traveled on many long journeys. I've faced danger from rivers and robbers. I've faced danger from my own people. Someone say my own people. My family, the church, my friends. I face danger from my own people, the Jews as well as from the Gentiles. I face danger in the cities, in the deserts, on the seas. And I face danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I've worked 
hard and long I know about this Paul and during many sleepless nights I've been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food I've shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm then besides he listed all those things and you know what he did Stevie pushed them to the side He lists all those reasons to what? Quit. This is a real man who lived. We do know that this is Paul the apostle. This is an authentic, besides all these, these reasons that really become excuses. None of which, if we made a list, we could compare to this. Besides all this. I have the daily burden of my concern for all that. Besides all this, I chose growth. And as he chose growth, God released. And the word grace means an enabling or supernatural strength. Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was crying. He was praying. And, and he, he was, he was, he was, blood was coming through his sweat glands, hemohydrosis. And the Bible says that as he was praying because he, cho- because he chose growth, God, God sent an angel to strengthen him. God, God, God sent, God sent an angel to, to, because God gives grace to, he, he, God gives grace to growth. He'll, he'll level you up. Every time you choose growth, there's a leveling up. There's a leveling Oh, my God. If I could just let you into my world a little bit last year, pastoring through COVID. Let me tell you something. My mentors and my pastors didn't even have answers. And so you, you converge in a city and, and you encourage one another and you pray and you get some wisdom and some counsel. But guess what? After y'all have hanged out for a little bit, you and your little pastors meet and it has to break out. And you got to go back to your own city. And you got to make some decisions. We got to get to a place in our spirits and in our hearts when it comes to the things of God where we don't choose quitting. But but we choose growth. And when you do that, that that courage kicks in. I'm killing my kids serving so much. No, you're not. You're rooting them in the house of God. I was telling my wife uh, the other day that now, now we're the parents. You never think you'll get to this place, but now you're the parents. Like, when they come to the house and you're watching something you ain't supposed to be watching because you're Christian, but you love the show anyway. Like, when, when they come, we're the ones kicking the kids out now. Get out of here. You can't see this far. Get out of here. And now we're the parents that are in church all day. Y'all remember growing up. I used to be in church all day. Raise a child in the way that they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart. He says this in 2 Corinthians 12. Each time, he said, Paul said about Christ, Christ said this to Paul, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weaknesses. 
So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in insults and in hardships and in persecutions in troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, I am strong. Let's put our hands together if we receive this word today. Mm. There's grace. Grace. I want to encourage you, if you feel like you've, you've dropped the ball or you've quit on God, he hasn't quit on you, just, just get back up. And Galatians 6, 9 says this, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. Right. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Church, don't give up. Let me, let me bring it down to the church level now. Everyone in here, we're all family. And let me tell you something. We're building something great together. We're only four years old. Now is not the time to quit. I have pastors 20, 30 years my senior. They all started just like us. But now they're eating the fruit together. Pastor Child, don't quit. Don't quit. We're building something great. Don't quit, Shantia. There's a dream in your heart. Don't quit. Let's grow. Let's 